This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, sliceonbroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com. Live from the Beachview Neighborhood Studios, Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA, this is The Awesome Cast, episode 368. This is the show where we get geeky talk tech. People in the Pittsburgh area doing Pittsburgh things in the technology realm. Myself, I'm Mike Sorg, at Sorgatron on the Twitter. And, oh, I didn't hit the right transition. Uh, sorry, I don't, hold on, hold on. I got a really fancy transition. Ready? Whoop! There you go. Uh, but <laughs> Missy's already losing her, her mind over that one. <laughs> it's not losing my mind. It's just like, oh, dear. I don't want to be associated with this. Can oh, I hide no. behind my computer? Oh, no. Yes. Yes. I own a company. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> yes. Uh, video production here in, in the podcasting and all the things here at Sorgatron Media. Also with me, he is the Gadget Guru at Big Bank International Esquire. He's John Chichilla. Hey, how's it going? Live from Studio C this week. Yes, it is. Good to, good to have you with us, sir. Oh, thank you very much. It's great to be here. And I think it's your first week kind of on the new studio, on the new hardware. Looking good. Looking good. Your lip sync's looking pretty good, too. Um, it's, it's like you're not even uh, in uh, like a borough, a neighborhood away from me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm right there. It's like you're right here. Exactly. Except... I get to eat all the pizza. Uh, but anyways, you can check out everything awesomecast.com. You subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Google Play uh, Podcasts, and uh, as well as the video versions on YouTube and Facebook for AwesomeCast. And, of course, join us here every Tuesday, live.awesomecast.net or the Facebook page. Or We're streaming a lot of different places at 7 p.m. Eastern Time every Tuesday. You can be part of the chat. The main one, of course, is having, happening in Facebook. When Facebook, I don't know, something weird is happening in the Facebook chat, so we're keeping an eye on it. So um, keep, keep hitting us up on there uh, if you're having problems with it. But lately, we've also been streaming on our YouTube page, our Periscope and Twitter uh, as well as our Twitch channel over at Sorgatron Media there. So if you want to, uh, uh, you know, wherever you like to uh, take in the awesome cast, you can do that now. Also, if you like streaming radio, we're also available uh, through our friends RiversEdgePGH.com. You might hear them if you're on the live stream uh, here before the show, Saturdays at 9 a.m., as well as 405 Media, where we're at 9 a.m. Pacific time, five days a week, the business days. That's uh, noon for your people in Pittsburgh, because we're, we're Pittsburgh-based, of course. Uh, also, a big thanks to our friends uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash awesomecast. Uh, Matt Weller at the Coffee Club, five dollar level and of course uh, uh mike fedor at the uh fan of the show dollar level mike fedor show on the twitter and matt underscore weller uh one t 
on the Twitter for him as well. Uh, and and we all, we don't say enough. There there's a lot of uh, different levels here. Um, you know, uh, you know, big thanks and recognition to to uh, everybody at the fan of the show dollar level, at the five dollar coffee club level. They get the the gold content that we record, record around the show. Some extra stuff like you're going to hear a little bit about some interesting people I met uh, Lyft driving uh, today, as well as um, Chilla's um, endeavors um, upgrading old computers. Apparently, so maybe a little bit of extra tips and extra content in there for you. Had a lot of fun with that stuff, and also we we do have a uh, ten dollar level, uh, but it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's the it's a it's kind of the pizza pizza level. Uh, you're going to get the on air shout out the gold as well as a state of the podcast address every month we get on and talk about what's going on with the show, what's coming up with the show, some secret info, um, whenever we have it for for things that we're working on. I mean the behind the scenes of the, the the you know talking about the technology that we're using in the show, things coming up going on around Circuitron Media. Uh, that that you get a little bit extra at the ten dollar level and the twenty dollar executive producer level. We'll practically give you the keys to the kingdom, or at least yeah, some street. <laughs> Oh no! What what went down? What went down? All of it. All of it. Well, I know it wasn't the brick wall. Something fell over. It's not the brick wall. No. Uh, twenty dollars. <laughs> at twenty dollars, if somebody gets us, a, Chilla, Chilla, if somebody this month starts at the twenty dollar executive producer level, I will bring the brick wall into the studio. You realize Chilla is now going to sign up for that. Yeah, or is like, can you can is is this one of those ones where people at the company are excluded, or can I? No, can no, I go no, no. We have we level? have plenty of people on Mayhem Show that contribute to the Patreon. It's completely allowed, <laughs> and expe- actually, when we do the one game where we give a little bit extra to the Patreons on that show, like half of them sign up for it for at least a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, no, Chilla, if you want more say in the show that you are a co-host of. <laughs> <laughs> You can completely do that, um, but yeah, no. And, and after, if you join at this level uh, uh, for four consec- consecutive months, uh, we also send you executive producer business cards, like, and you can use that credit on your resume uh, because you really are providing the show and uh, helping support it in a big, big, big way. Um, so, with that, Chilla, what is your awesome thing of the week? So one of the things that I actually find myself needing to do more often than I would think is to mirror my device to a TV screen, Um, whether it's an iPhone, an Android device, a Windows tablet, whatever. And to do this, there's a multitude of hoops you have to jump through because there's not many standards. So I end up carrying like a Chromecast dongle. I carry a... I carry a Chromecast dongle, an Apple TV, and a Microsoft um, dongle as well um, that pretty much then guarantees me no matter what kind of device you have, I can I can broadcast it up on a TV wirelessly. Um, the, the really cool thing is, and there's a lot of companies that have Samsung TVs out there, there's a product called AirBeam TV. And I, I, I didn't know this, but this has been out for the Mac for, for some time. But AirBeam TV for iOS now lets you mirror your iOS wow. 11 device to any Samsung smart TV from 2012 on. Um, so I have a TV downstairs. It's probably about four years old, and I this works with it. Um, it does come at a, at a little bit of a cost. So four dollars and ninety nine cents from the from the 
the Apple App Store for the iOS version and $9.99 for the Mac version. Um, obviously, it's doing some some video crunching and using some of their new replay kit technology. Um, so it is processor intensive. So they, they say there's there's probably about a five second lag on it. And so far, it doesn't actually transfer the audio just from Safari. It works from other applications. Um, and it may not always work with DRM enabled apps like Netflix or Hulu. Um, but if you're if you're trying to, it, this isn't a replacement for for like a casting device or a, a media center type device. But if you're just trying to get a slideshow or pictures or content during a presentation up onto the screen, in my because I just found out about this today and just tested it this afternoon, it works pretty darn well. Um, now because of it's doing the the I'm guessing it's doing some kind of Miracast transition in the background. Um, it does only work on the iPhone 6S and up and any of the recent iPads, fifth generation and iPad Pro and up. Um, so check it out if there if you if you're in constant need of broadcasting to a TV and don't want to have to hook up an Apple TV and you have a newer Samsung TV. Um, this is the perfect app in my mind. I'm interested. I'm trying to find some other TVs because I'm, I'm like I said, I'm guessing this is using Miracast behind the scenes. Um, which other companies support. Um, so I'm interested to see, will this work? How it, will this work and how it works with, with other Miracast based devices? I like it. I like that there's that option. I mean, this is, this is a bit more of that uh, opening of the, your phone basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm already seeing uh, as definitely with iOS 11, I'm seeing a little bit more instability. Maybe it was just the before uh, point one update, uh, but uh, but still, like there's there's a lot of accessibility happening now uh, with your phone, and, and it's kind of nice to feel like it's a little more fully functional, right? And I'm interested too, because because this this remember we were talking about, I think a couple of weeks back we were talking about Replay Kit and uh, X Xbox Microsoft bringing what is their Mixer to the iPhone. So there's a mixer app where you can broadcast if the game supports replay kit. So this is the same type of, they're using the same technology and just linking it up to, to the TV. So I'm hoping that more games bring this in. Cause I, I wouldn't mind throwing like mixer or Twitch. If I could do it right from the phone and not have to create some kind of crazy setup and whatnot. I mean, to me, it's the, it's the perfect option. Absolutely. Well, well, wait. Why do you want to throw a game onto the TV, though? Well, I guess, I guess, if you don't no, have don't an wanna, Apple I TV, wanna, I, I don't. I don't want to throw a game onto the TV. What I want to do, it's using the same technology that 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 this app is using to throw the game on the TV is the same technology Microsoft is using to let you broadcast games to Mixer mm -hmm. and Twitch. So I'm hoping that the so it's using what, what they call Replay Kit. So I'm hoping that because this is becoming more popular, a lot of people today, right? You have to plug your your iPhone or iPad into a device and then use Twitch or some kind of broadcast software to then get your game broadcast up to those services. This, this type of technology would allow you to do that all on device. So there would be no, no need for a bunch of heavy hardware and, and whatnot sitting beside you you could actually run like a twitch stream from anywhere with 
very little problem. So this is an app for your phone. It's not even any sort of like hardware device like an Apple TV or a Chromecast. Like you have to actually plug into something. It's legit just an app. Yep. And it's based on the fact that Samsung TVs, their smart TVs from 2012 on supported mirror. I'm guessing it's because they support mirror cast out of the box. So like I could, I could always take like a, a windows tablet or a newer Android device and cast it up to my Samsung TV, regardless of what the, um, what the hardware was like, it didn't have to be a Samsung phone, right? I could have an LG, a Motorola, whatever, as long as it did Miracast or grid. So I'm guessing that that's what this is doing in the background. It's converting kind of the airplay stream to Miracast and then broadcasting that to the TV. So is, is this an option that Sorg could use to watch his wrestling on Monday nights on our big screen from his phone? Without, without the Chromecast app that, that uh, breaks all the freaking time, you mean? Yep. So, yeah. so, the, so the question would be is what what are you watching it over and is it DRM protected? If it's DRM protected, maybe not. I don't think so because I can I can airplay. Well, if I, you can airplay I can, it, then you, I can do. Yep. I was already got an airplay built in. Um, I just it crashes all the time on Chromecast, mm. and it wasn't even it wasn't very good when I had an Apple TV either that, that I was connecting to all the time. So no, I think that's more USA's app sucks. And there's no <laughs> other option. So, um, uh, we, what, what happens if you directly plugged an iPad into into the TV? Um, well, that, that well, believe me, I did that for a while. Um, actually, I wouldn't be half bad, but the good iPads at home, uh, uh, and even the browser uh, version always sucks. This is a, this is a whole other problem. So, um, that's awesome. So, so again, where do, where do people find that? It's a uh, mirror mirror. It is Airbeam TV, all one word, capital A, capital B, capital T, capital V on the end. So Airbeam TV. So, so my my awesome thing kind of goes with a sadness. Um, this is not the the awesome thing entirely, but uh, uh, you know we we had you know pour one out because AOL is shutting down uh, AOL Instant Messenger or whoever owns AOL these days. Who who owns that these days? Verizon. Oh. Yes, I have a white ad blocker, dicks. Um, anyways, but yeah, so it's being shut down, and and roots of things like this show, or probably more specifically, Wrestling Mayhem show, started with AOL chat rooms, and and I, I know a lot of people we had uh, their names on there, uh, you know, a, a lot of times. So a lot of these names came familiar. The awesome thing is, I put out there on our social media. Let's hear what was your AOL instant messenger screen name, specifically the awesome cast group on facebook uh first of all mine sps juggalo i'll leave to your imagination what sps uh stood for if you haven't heard it already um and and this is going to be tough because um some of these you have to see um uh rob original co-host of the show rob de la creta that that brought the name awesome cast to us uh his his name is interference with uh threes in the middle Total elite. <laughs> Total elite. He says, I was, in fact, a elite hacksaw. Um, Christina uh, says the first one was Chris Pooh 83. I imagine a Winnie the Pooh, Pooh fan, right? Uh, let's see. Doug says he once da- dated a girl who opened an account named Spoon's Toy. <laughs> our, our boy Father Spoon from Should I Drink That? Uh, and, and, and on another one, he was on our basic sorgonomics um, chat room earlier today. And uh, he said that uh, he can't tell us <laughs> his AOL chat name in, in fear of uh, 
being unemployed, I guess. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Jim Jim Charman, uh, J1MZ0R, because he was elite as all hell. He also had a five-digit ICQ number. I was trying to remember my ICQ number. It's like 3754456, I think. Uh, like, like, I don't know why that number sticks in my head. I don't remember my my ICQ number. My my uh, AOL Instant Messenger was Slicer five seven nine, and that and that's actually my Gmail address. So I didn't. That's why I actually didn't put it in there in the in that thread because I didn't want a bunch of Gmail spam. But it actually Slicer originates from the they were the names for hacker hackers in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> and then my birthday really? is seventy nine. Yeah. So like yeah, that's what they called. I used to read all the Star Wars books back in the day as as they were released, and that was what they called the hackers. They were the slicers. Jeez. Wow, that that's that's deep cuts there. <laughs> um, let's see, we had uh, Katie. Uh, hers was "You will die" with the letter "You will die." It says bad joke that stuck. So <laughs> she was not a goth, so I I, I, I wanted to check that. Um, let's see, uh, Matt Matt Weller, our Patreoner, uh, he says he thinks his was Helen back, like the end back. Helen Beck, uh, there first. Though he still, he says he still has his Nero, and I know him from Nero as Nero from the Awful Show. In my head, he's Nero for most time, most for the most part. What? Uh, Jubilee just uh, tuned, tuned, chimed in from the Twitter feed that uh, hers was little cabbage leaf for the longest time. <laughs> These are great. These are amazing. Um, let's see. Uh, Steve says his was PGH Splash, all caps. He was living in Florida at the time, so PGH was for Pittsburgh. And Splash is for his truck that was hooked the F up. Um, <laughs> Alex, our friend Alex Carr is out in California, says, A, a was up. A was up. A was up. <laughs> Riz was uh, Rizza 3K. I wonder what the 3K was. And our, our friend Bobby FJ Town, also from the Mayhem Show, is SCSA. Yeah, okay. His was SCSA 316 Y2J. So Stone Cold Steve Austin 316 Y2J, as in Chris Jericho. So very, very wrestling based. So I know I, some of his others were Grandmaster Sex A. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of fun. So if you guys are, are checking this out later, please check it. Please let us know what your uh, AOL screen name was, and uh, we'd love to hear it. So uh, go check that out. Uh, thanks a lot to everybody that, that that contributed to that post. Hey, you know what we enjoy? Uh, it's contributed to this show every week. Chilla pizza. Oh, <gasps> that's right. I Our love me pizza, and they you didn't tell me they now do online ordering. Yeah, well, I've oh, we we've said that in the ad. I'm sure, right? Right? I don't. I'm doing, I don't know. Right? I was. That was a big deal. A big deal for us when it was coming about. But no, our good friends at Slice on Broadway uh, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with a perfect pepperoni pizza right up the street here, right on Broadway. Hence the name. The original location, uh, right up from the studio in Beachview, neighborhood of Pittsburgh, as well as Carnegie, PA, down on Main Street, PNC Park, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And we just saw the location last week, the new upcoming location in the works, right in the heart of East Liberty, right up from the Target, I believe. Uh, so go check them out, SliceOnBroadway.com. Uh, they've been supporting us for a good long time. Keep us fight, I guess, in the studio. We have some on the way uh, for this evening for the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And uh, they're going to get a lot more since 
since we didn't have anybody in for the awesome cast. Uh, man, I'm sorry. We can't fax you that pizza. We, we should, you know, and we keep suggesting them to drone the pizza. Um, they are on Uber Eats, so you can get it from PNC Park. Yes? Is this thing live? Yeah, I can see. I can, uh, I can hear you clicking. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't hear me. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that people can hear me? I there doubt it. There I am, because you keep turning me down. Uh, what I was going to say is it was great to see they are super, super interactive with their social media. And I, I love the fact that they actually had a call out tonight for drivers in Beachview. Really? Yeah, they were look. They were looking for pizza drivers tonight. Are they short? Or, or uh, apparently, something happened, and and they were doing a call out for somebody to to get involved. But the fact that they use their social media like that is just amazing, and they have a are huge. They, are they interested in in internet uh, internet famous podcasters to be drivers? I did suggest because it was on the Mayhem show. I did suggest that we could do uh, kind of like taxi cab confessionals, uh, pizza delivery confessionals. <laughs> with the mayhem show that's awesome and of course also and i think are we done are we done with the every vote counts narrow the field to eight oh no no we're, oh it's still we're going the sweet 16 the sweet 16 ladies and gentlemen of the inclines uh, ultimate pizza uh, uh the ultimate pizza of pittsburgh uh brackets you can check that out uh who are they up against here is it angelo's still no if, if you click like you can see the bracket oh, wait, wait. listings. It's uh, a pizza badamo. Yeah. Mm. It's an Ange- and Angelios. Angelios. You're going down, Angelos. That's what they are now. Yeah, I think it is Angelos. Pizza. Yeah, they're they're against so they beat yeah, they beat a pizza badamo and now they're against Angelos. I, Where's I, Angelos at? I, I don't know. Um but I think it's only inevitable that they they go on a head to head with uh, Minios there, because I know a lot of people are down with the Minios uh, in the area. So go support Slice on Broadway. You have until tomorrow as of this recording, or today, depending on when you're downloading this, or maybe you're too late. If you are too late, go check and see where they are in the bracket and support them for the next bracket, Uh, because, of course, they're going to beat Angelos. You're going down, Angelos! For sure. I hear the clicking. Yeah, you hear the clicking because I want you to make sure that I'm I'm listenable. Uh, voting is open through 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. There you go. Uh, Wednesday, October 11th, right? Yes. So go check it out. Go support our friends that have been supporting this show for so long. Um, from that, uh, hey, a local focus here. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to our friends. Did we not mention this on the show yet? Apparently not. This was in this last week, wasn't it? With MetaMet. Yeah, this was in the last. Yeah, this was in the last week. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I know lots happened. Yeah, I know. I know. It's been a heck of a week, right? Uh. But our friends at uh, PitMesh MetaMesh, they receive a hundred and twenty thousand dollar grant to bring free Wi-Fi to Pittsburgh. Uh, we've talked about, about them in the past. I have a MetaMesh thing right here next to me. Uh, but uh, they've been you know, trying to blanket the, uh, the the neighborhoods of Pittsburgh with free Wi-Fi with a mesh network that, you know, if part of it goes down with the Internet, you know, they can still share off of, uh, you know, the, re- the Internet from the rest of the neighborhoods. If an entire, like, let's say it's across the entire neighborhood and Allentown goes down, they can pull in Internet ideally from from other places on their network on these these uh, these things that are they're riding uh, other people's networks. 
networks or, or, or closed off and just there and being part of the mesh. So, um, so really good to see that they're, uh, you know, getting a lot of support there, uh, through this. This was a grant through, I believe the Hillman foundation and, uh, and they say it's going to push and, uh, get them, uh, routers through more of the city. Um, they're, they're, they're attached to the Keystone initiative for a network based education and research, uh, Kinber, uh, and, and I, I, chill. I don't know if you're on, you should probably sign up for the newsletter. Cause there's a lot of, uh, really interesting net networking stuff that some of it I don't even get, um, that, that might be of interest to you. Is that with Kinber? With Kin? Well, no, no, with, with Pitmesh. So the- I will, I will definitely shoot me a link to that. Um, and I will definitely sign up. Go check it out. I, I recommend you- it to see just kind of how they're doing. And of course they just, they provided internet to uh Hilltopless. I worked, they, you know, we were, they had a hard line to us. But our internet, where we streamed at 1080p uh, out the the concert for the cool kids, uh, was uh, was provided over um, a wireless connection that they're pulling from the Kinber, I believe, from Southside or Duquesne. Uh, so these guys have it together. They they're really they're really doing some interesting things with rollout. Um, they're about to implement a big rollout in a, in a new neighborhood. Uh, they're just working on some of the hardware and upgrading that. They were literally like tinkering with some of the some of the builds of the 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 routers um at the member meeting i was at uh, saturday night at at, uh, at academy pittsburgh so do you have a question there uh chilla no I'm, I'm interested if they're thinking about going more into the center of the city like deep downtown because mm-hmm. i know they're they're kind of spread out and about um in the one in neighborhoods that don't have a lot of great access to be honest yeah, I, I, I'm interested to know too because one of the things that I see downtown is not many people are broadcasting up, mm-hmm. and because they're not broadcasting up, usually beyond the first or second floor of a building, you're not you're not getting real good coverage. So I'm interested. I mean, going to pitmesh.net, there's not a lot on that front page. So if you have additional information on them or, or sites to visit, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then they're, they're solving a lot of problems because, uh, things like businesses were still having questions about security and were hesitate to donate to it. Uh, also found out that more residential communities, such as, uh, one of the original targets in Morningside lack the large enough business district to support Wi-Fi. Uh, so yeah, it, you know, these are the kind of things that they're, they're dealing with as they grow this thing. Um, but hopefully they'll be able to, to roll a little bit more out there um and uh good for them good to see a, a pittsburgh company um and a fellow work hard pittsburgh company uh doing very very well out there so um also we can mention missy um i, I know you guys talked about this recently over on bold mornings a new show we're doing on sunday mornings on bold pittsburgh so we'll go follow that facebook page for that and there's also a link for it over on uh bold pittsburgh and sorgatronmedia.com but uh you you were interested in this other uh uh new app that's coming up in the area ah the mobile nom app mobile yes. nom yes i will give these guys all the love that i possibly can mm-hmm. uh you're downtown you see that there's a food truck in the area you're like great i'm gonna go ahead and go grab some lunch you head the couple of blocks or whatever to go get the food truck and by the time you get there they're gone oh or, you know, they're supposed to be in the area. This is something that Amanda had brought up on the, the morning show. You, you know that they're supposed to be there, and for some reason it winds up canceling. Uh, so you, you go there, and there is no food truck there. So how do we get around this? Well, a couple of uh, Pitt grad students 
pit graduates are not students, but the pit grads have, have figured this out. So they have a mobile nom that is a food truck tracking app. So kind of think of it like the snowplow updates that, that Pittsburgh has given us in the last couple of winters. And this does it for the food trucks. So they tell you where they are. They have a general idea as to how long they're going to be there. And you can even have the option to pull up their menu to see what they're serving for the day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's awesome. amazing. It's great. And so excited about it. Because I've never been, you know, unless it's like some kind of special event or something. I haven't really seen, I haven't really experienced much food truckage. Now, maybe this is something more for you, Chilla, because uh, you live that downtown or life uh, on a day-to-day basis. Are you a food trucker? I am. I, I am a food trucker. And I'm interested in seeing how well this works because I do often hear, oh, there's a food truck down the street, wherever, and then I get there and they're gone. So, so I would definitely be interested in in this as well as I, I kind of stay probably within a four block radius on average when I'm running out to lunch and back. And if there's anything in that fifth block or sixth block or whatever, I, I would never know about it. So I'm interested. Will this allow me to experience more food trucks? With accuracy, yeah, because I mean, isn't that you know, you know the 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 reason that Yelp or or Google Maps when you're searching for restaurants in my area, you think of that thing and it's like the extra block beyond your reach, right? Instead of you just wandering and, and stumbling on something you like, um, yeah, no, I think I think that makes a lot of sense for that. So you can actually see or go down and not be disappointed, you know, if it's already taken off or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So. So good. So you're downloading this one? Yes. <laughs> so go check out Mobile Nom. They got a lot of fun stuff going on there. <laughs> All right, Sheila. Um, I got a fun one to end this. But uh, in the meantime, there was a Google announcement last last year or last month. Last year. Last there was week. one last year, no, too. Last week. It was last year. There was probably one last month as well. But there was one last week. Chilla, what is the best of the best of this thing? So I'm actually excited for, and let me find where it is in the doc for you. It's the Clips one. Really? The the oddest of them all? So the, the concept has always, and I've always looked at a couple of these kind of like personal wearable cameras. I always find it interesting because mm-hmm. it's always hard to get that picture when you're running around with small little ones. So... This is another one of those type devices, and I apologize that I'm looking at my phone because I'm downloading mobile nobody, mom. No, nobody can see it. I'm showing a picture. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Okay. So, so this is a it's a camera that you can clip on to your your shirt, or you can kind of set it up in the corner of a room. Um, you can pretty much put it wherever, and it actually records footage at 15 frames per second, um, which isn't isn't super great. Um, and then it actually will do some video recording at 30 or 60 frames per second. Um, but what, what this allows you to do, and it's supposed to use AI to learn and look at, you know, what would make good, a good photo from a composition perspective or the people smiling Is everyone looking at the camera, is there something of interest in the room, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then you can, it pairs with your smartphone over Wi-Fi and offloads pictures from the 16 gig um, internal uh, storage from the device. So I, I don't know. I, I find this concept interesting. And I, there's so many times where I'm like, 
something happens and I don't have enough time to even pull out my my phone and and you pull out the camera and there's this to me would hopefully have gotten some of that imagery or video or whatnot that I, that I would be hoping to get. I, I view this as it's the perfect thing to put in the corner of the room on Christmas day as you're having family, friends, whatever over, um, whether it's opening gifts, eating dinner, whatever. Um, it just, it, it takes the, Hey, everyone whip out your cameras and take a picture of this or that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, you know, not just like kind of not, not, not a baby photo thing, but yeah, just something you put in and you're not, occupied with a camera to try to capture the moment right like i remember mm-hmm. i remember mom always was taking the pictures right and it was was she was the she was the capture of of you know events going on and uh but that's, that's pretty cool like, it also uh, i guess you can kind of consider some kind of creepy too in the long run uh so but uh but no i think it's pretty cool yeah, like i say I, I i picture this as something that you could throw up like next to you know you know, I always remember those family gatherings, right? Uh, you know, for Christmas where you had everybody in one big room and, and you could put in a corner and you capture some moments, right? It'd be cool because think about it, this is all going to go up to Google Photos, right? If it's going to pick up on people that you have in the pictures, you're going to be able to instantly share the albums with them. If you have if you have two people with these different rooms, I, I just view the, the the possibilities between. The thing that the camera can do, the AI on the back end, it just to me makes perfect sense. Now, I, I do have to shift gears here a little bit because Brandon actually just brought up in the chat room, and this was my favorite takeaway from from the Google announcement stuff, is they have headphones that can translate multiple languages. and In real time. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that was the thing when I came home and I was like, oh, the Google announcement was happening and you're, you were telling me about these these headphones. Oh, yeah. Um, and Doug actually has weighed in because where he works, that's kind of that's kind of a thing. But it's, it's really cool because it's in real time. So somebody's talking to you in their native language and you're able to pick it up in your earphones that it translates. Now, I'm assuming that the translation is going to be similar to kind of you plug something into Google and it gives you a basic translation that there's going to be some stuff a little bit off in it, depending on dialects and regional type of things. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're going to be able to get the gist of the conversation. If they have the same thing, they're going to be able to essentially understand you. And I think that it's going to be a game changer as far as how we learn and how we do things like for, for business travel, especially, um, you know, dealing with people from other parts of the world. It's, it's going to be amazing. Absolutely. I, I, I thought it was really cool. Um, I don't, uh, I don't have a large need for that, but the one thing that you, the, you, you said the, it's going to change the way we learn. And that's the one thing that worries me about these is are people going to stop learning other languages because they can just have this type of device that, that, that would be kind of my only well, and again, I concern think, about the device. I think it's the same thing. Like I said, it's, I'm assuming it's going to be more like a Google translate type of thing where it's not actual, like it, it's not the best translation, but you know, as a native English speaker, like if I were to go to France, I, I know a little bit of French that I could kind of muddle my way around if I needed to, and I think that it's going to be more along that sort of lines. But if you're talking to a native speaker, they're going to be able to realize that even though you're speaking the language, you don't know it. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's still going to be beneficial, especially if you're dealing with, like if you work in a company where you have overseas offices that you have to visit, you're still going to need to learn the language. If you're a student going overseas for like a program that, that you're an exchange student or something, you're still going to need to learn the language. But if I'm just visiting Canada and I happen to wander into a French speaking portion of Canada, I'm not going to have to necessarily learn the language to have a conversation. Right. I feel like this helps tourism. Before yeah, anything, I, think, right? I think more so like yeah. it's, it, they're looking at the mass majority versus like the, the small group of people that already do things. So uh, the big question here, Chilla, is does this trump your AirPods, your earpods? <laughs> I don't like the personally, I don't like the wire behind the back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still aesthetic, despite the fact that you can understand, despite the fact that you basically have a Star Trek universal translator in your ears. Ah, but there's a wire. But not just but like I said, I don't know how many how many times are. How many places do I go where this is the feature I need? I'm, I'm I'm interested in the fact that it has Google Assistant built into it more than the real-time mm-hmm. translation. The one thing I don't know is, and I think Amanda brought it up in the chat, is does this require... Oh, how Apple of them. The caveat here is that the real-time translation feature only works when the headphones are paired to a Pixel. Yes. Oh, by the the way, I guess Google finally realized, too, that they don't need a headphone jack because the Pixel also no longer has a headphone jack. Nope. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. There's a lot happening with this. There's a lot of statements that happen with these announcements. So, so it's like- I, I will say from from the from the from the look of the headphones, I do like the form factor of the in ear piece with the um, kind of loop lock in to the top of your ear canal and the way it's actually form fitted. I would say, at not liking the the band around the back, and as you made fun of me for that, I will say the earpiece form factor actually looks like it may be a little better for what I like out of a wireless earbud. Um, but I'd be interested the way that the loop is. I, I would be interested to see how that fear feels for a prolonged period of time in my ear. Um, I almost wish they made the the uh, beats, the small in-ear beats, because I like the way they fit in my ear, but I like the the sound and the the usefulness of the AirPods a little better. Absolutely. And I don't like the wire around the back of my head. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm getting used to them with my my wireless ones that I'm using. Um, just to track back a little bit, because you know we did determine, hey, this is only a Pixel 2 that you can use these headphones. The clips... Um, Looks like they they apply for um, they'll work on the seven and eight iPhone and I think the S seven and S eight Galaxy phones as well. So you will need a newer phone, but if you're one of the you know the newest models of the three most popular phones, okay, Pixel's probably not all that popular, but still um, you're you're in the right range for it, which makes yeah, sense. They they're gonna roll. They said with that they're gonna roll out more over time. I don't know if they made that comment. Oh uh, yeah, about the Pixel buds. Yeah, I kind of doubt it because of the way they it feels like a very hard, hardwired thing to bring that translate in. So yeah, um, there's new Chromebooks. There's the phone. There's you know what what else came out of Google the, the, here? The thing that caught me out, just real quick to touch on the the Chromebook. The, the thing that caught me off guard about that is it, 
It's a thousand dollar Chromebook. Mm. And when I think of a Chromebook, it's a, it's a little lower price. Wasn't the original pixel like $1,400. Yep. That was. And this is packing an Intel core I five, eight gig of Ram and 128 gig SSD. So this isn't your, your, your grandma's Chromebook. This is built for speed and probably longevity Two USB C ports, a head, a headphone jack, um, four microphones, speakers, 720p camera, um, and th- there are upgradable models with it's pretty much the spec difference is um, uh, S- the size of the SSD. Mm-hmm. But I th- and then there's a $99 um, pen you can get for it too. It, the device looks extremely nice. I'm interested to see as we see schools using these devices more and more and more. Um, and some of the look and feel to the way they, they kind of portrayed um, Chrome on the device, it definitely kind of reminds me of Android. So I wonder if this will be the convergence of the Android kind of tablet. It looks great. I don't imagine schools getting a lot of pixels unless you're a really fancy pants um, um, college, I guess. But but will this push, and much like the Surface, will this push other manufacturers to include these the higher end concepts at lower end prices. So if they could take how many, there's not many Chromebooks that come with a pen. Samsung does have one. Um, I'm not super familiar with other ones, but I like the hinge design on this. Um, I view this as the spec for other people to build off much like the surface. Mm -hmm. And then they can, you know, throw in a core I three or throw in an arm processor and, and you could you could redu- drastically reduce the price of the, the the device just by swapping out the processor. You know what? I I think I figured it out. You know what I want a Chromebook for when I go to those meetings that I don't need to bring my MacBook Pro. Like that's that's that, I think I finally figured out the use case for something like that, right? Or so that you can have your wife use it because you keep trying to get her to buy one. I've been trying to, but somebody needs her Microsoft or Adobe. Well, you can use the web apps now. Are the web apps good enough? Uh, I don't think they're good enough for like Not Adobe. The what we're doing with do Adobe it. here in house because she's going pretty hardcore with that. Oh, and then I thought you were needs- saying. I thought you were saying she needed like the Word, Excel, PowerPoint. Oh yeah, that stuff. That There's stuff that also. Too, but but no, the, the biggest thing is I need the the Adobe's the Adobe suite. Up. Yeah, yeah, and, and I know they were like uh, Photoshop was in beta last I knew to be on there, but I don't know if it's really come along yet. And, well, and there's but, no but Illustrator now, or or anything like that. But now you'll be able to get the Android apps on there too, so that may you may It'll start to help. Maybe, probably not enough. No, nah, I'm still. It'll help with a uh, office. It will help with office, though. I am not comfortable I, I enough like to make the, that jump. When you get into the, I have a mouse and keyboard in Android. It mm-hmm. definitely kind of changes some of your abilities with your Photoshop style. I stuff. feel like I feel like we need to grab a cheap one just to see how far we could push it. You know, just to, just to see how much you could get done with something like that, and see if that that makes sense as an option. I'm I'm figuring that I could probably do a lot of the stuff that I do. Mm-hmm. I just I like things the way that I have them. Again, it's the thing that goes to the the meeting with you or on the plane with you where you don't need all the horsepower. Yeah, but well, should... and the battery life's there. That's that's what gets yeah, me. Is the, yeah. the, the battery life's there. It's it's it reminds me of a Mac, right? It's the the hardware is tuned for the software, and the software is tuned for the hardware. 
it's just a very, very nice, snappy interface. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see um, as it grows, but it's, it's good to see them them kind of upgrading things. It's good to see the Pixel as a concept is is still still alive. Um, so I have one last thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, there's a lot in here, uh, of course, but uh, <laughs> Nintendo, for all that they've been over the years uh, and kind of the ones that have been iffy about things like ROMs and 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 rights to, to stream certain things on YouTube uh, from their games, apparently it's relatively easy, according to Engadget over here, to hack the new Super Nintendo Mini uh, it was also very, very easily to do the same for the the NES Classic as well. Uh, so, so have that in mind. Apparently, it's a lot easier to get this one than I think the NES was. Uh, I know, I know several people. You know, you saw the pictures when they came out. Everybody's like, "I got one." Uh, you know, all over social media that morning. But uh, interesting, interestingly, when they they got into it, uh, let's see. There's 21 games pre-installed, down from the 30 on the mini, of course. Uh, but when, when you, <laughs> when you get in and hacking this thing, um, there's a interesting little message that comes up in the prompts. It says, enjoy the mini disconnect from, disconnect from the present and go back to the nineties, um, in the system. So there you go. A nice little, nice little hidden Easter egg for anybody that's, that's hacking away at theirs. Um, again, in the article, uh, uh reminds us that technically ROMs are illegal. Technically. And also, we know I'll be that guy. Uh, yeah, I got a Raspberry Pi that has even more games sitting over here, uh, <laughs> kind of thing. So there's that too. But but still, I mean, nothing beats. I mean, having a classic, you know, any uh, Super Nintendo, you know, that to, to play that on, you know, instead of somebody's hacked, kind of looks like an NES uh, case for your Raspberry Pi, or you can just put a Raspberry Pi in a hollowed out NES. That works too. And an old NES cart. Yeah, and an old and an old what? And an old NES cart, the cartridge. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You, you could definitely. Don't, you don't. You don't even need the full size of the old NES. You could just use the cartridge. That is true. You don't even have. Yeah, you don't even have to. Right, you just do that and and just you know pull the wires through, like extend some USBs to where the controller ports are or something like that. Or I've seen people rewire the the ports to be compatible with USB to go into like at the time it was like a mini pc they were doing this with like you know 10 years ago when we didn't have raspberry Pis. so like it's like you can if you really want that authenticity you can definitely go for it by the way if you go on amazon because i was looking because i was curious about getting some um usb versions of old controllers uh for my raspberry pi they are plentiful on amazon and not expensive like 10 20 bucks and a lot of times in pairs so, hmm. so throw that idea out there for you guys. So maybe we can get the authentic experience where we're playing Dr. Mario in here. Uh, so, so I just want to throw that out to everybody as well. Uh, hey, Brandon's been uh, enjoying an RCA Voyager 3 lately. He got an Android tablet, a new Android tablet. Um, looks like it's Android 6. Um, and uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So enjoy your new tech, dude. Uh, anything else, Chilly, you want to touch on before we get out of here? Um, I think the Google stuff. That's the biggest thing. The old the deal for me. Yes. By the way, um, I guess. Oh, wait, real, real quick. So Twitter's, and I forgot about this one because it actually really excites me. Twitter's doing bookmarking. Bookmarking. So I don't know how often. So a lot of times, I either have to if there's a post I see that I can't 
get to, like get read immediately, like if there's a bunch of links in it or, or whatnot, I end up favoriting it. Mm-hmm. Not that it's actually something I favorite, but it's that I need to be able to find it later because it gets lost in the feed or I forget who posted it or or whatever. They're going to allow you to bookmark tweets and it's going to be kind of like a private thing, right? So if, if, if someone posted, if something's scrolling by during the day and I see it and I'm like, oh, that looks like an interesting article. I don't have time to, to read it right now, but I want to get back to it later. Um, you'll be, I'll be able to bookmark it and the bookmarks are private. I just viewed it like it's a, to me, it's super easy. Like right for a while I was using the, um, pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I was using pocket for a lot of that type of stuff. Um, and this is just now built into the app, which, which really, really excites me. That's awesome. So it's another place for me to put bookmarks where I'll never go back and read them. But I see now I use this, like I tend to delete the, I'm good with this kind of stuff. Like even with pocket, I tend to delete it later. Or six months from now, I'm like, oh, I know I read that article and I know I, it was in pocket so I can go there and search and find it. I, I don't know. I, I view it as a very, very easy way where I actually do go back and and pull back out the bookmarks. Awesome. Awesome. I'll have to keep an eye out for that feature. John Chichilla, he's at Chilla on the Twitters. Chillatech.net. John Chill on the Facebooks. There you go. Missy, Missy's here. She is at Robillas Fly. And she also joins me weekdays. Whenever we get the time to do it, basics ergonomics on the Facebook. We talk about things that we're working on. Yes. Yes. And and, and and the meaning of life and being in Beachview and and eating tacos all the time. Yeah, pretty much anything that uh we, we decide to talk about. So yeah. There you go. And of course, at Sorgatron on the Twitter for me, SorgatronMedia.com, a lot of great stuff going on. Um, please keep an eye out. We had a great coffee club here, uh, Creative Coffee Club on uh, Sunday. Uh, a lot of great uh, people and some some cool podcasts uh, 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 coming up. Also, I want to give a shout out because I started listening to this one. Um, our friend, our new friend uh, joined us here on Sunday night for the wrestling pay-per-view. Um, but he has a podcast called Thrifty where he goes and, and spends as little as possible at thrift stores. And it does a podcast about the stash that they get. Uh, he's done a, he's done a few episodes here. It's a relatively new podcast. So give that a listen. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the, the bit I've been listening to it so far, um, which really wasn't even about thrift storing the, the part I listened to. He was just explaining the plot of the original first episode of the twilight zone. So, um, uh, it, but it, it got my attention partly because I kind of randomly watched an episode of, of Twilight Zone before I went to bed last night. I'm re-exploring my antenna channels lately, and I, I love if you still don't watch your antenna channels for a while and then you like flip through, it's like it's all brand new again because usually half of them have changed. Well, and do you do rescans in between? I uh, know, but I probably should. Yeah, make sure you rescan. <laughs> Hot tip: if you're an antenna <laughs> user. Rescan regularly. Want to get rid of those ch- channels that don't work anymore because I can't get Ion at home for some reason, but I get it up here at the office. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and you never know what what new channels or just duplicates of all the channels you already have. You, had you do realize that you mm-hmm. have another person who lives in the house with you who does periodically rescan. You do? I do sometimes. <gasps> you do. I, are... I haven't since before I went to California, but mm. yeah. Mm. I wonder what the antenna is like in California. I bet you get a lot around San Francisco. 
Probably. Probably a lot of foreign languages. Probably a lot of yes. Spanish. And yes, yes. probably a lot in Asian, actually. Mm-hmm. So that could be interesting. Anyways, hi. <laughs> uh, awesome Cast. Thank you so, so much. Check out everything at awesomecast.com. Please subscribe, rate, review, share this show if you love it. And if you love it so much, you want to contribute, go to patreon.com slash awesomecast. And, uh, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you to our awesome chat room. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.